Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Harry Pell, and today we are studying Masechah Psachim Daf Kuf Dalid. That's Tractate Psachim Daf 104. There are two distinct topics that I'd like to focus on today, and the first flows right into the second, so let's dive in. As Daf Kuf Dalid is beginning, we're in the midst of a running dialogue from the previous Daf about Havdalah that we will need to understand to be able to get into today's Daf. The dialogue has arisen particularly in the context of a situation where Havdalah is recited at the end of a Shabbat that is yielding directly into Yom Tov. But it's an occasion nonetheless to examine the wording of the blessings of Havdalah themselves, specifically the final blessing of Havdalah, which we commonly refer to as Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lechol, recognizing God for distinguishing between holy and profane, although perhaps the wording wasn't always so straightforward, perhaps it wasn't always so simple. Among the final words of Kuf Gimel are, Amar Rabbi Elazar, Amar Rabbi Oshaya, Hapochet lo yifchot mishalosh, v'hamosif lo yosif al sheva. According to Rabbi Elazar, quoting in the name of Rabbi Oshaya, one who would do less, do the minimum, may do no less than three, and one who would add may do no more than seven. What they're talking about is clauses of distinction. The final bracha of Havdalah is made up of many of these clauses of distinction between light and dark, between Israel and other nations. Each one of these is a clause of distinction. Havdalah has to include at least three, but no more than seven, according to Rabbi Oshaya. So, given that that's the case, we should examine the bracha that we're familiar with. The current version of Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lachol is Baruch Adoshem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lachol Benor Lachoshech Ben Yisrael Lamim Ben Yom Ashvi Lesheshe Yemei Hamase Baruch Adoshem Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lachol. So we're used to four of these clauses: Ben Kodesh Lachol, Holy from Every Day, that's one; Ben Or Lachoshech, Light from Dark, that's two. Bein Yisrael la'amim, between Israel and all other nations, that's three. And Bein Yom Hashvi'i l'sheshet yemei ha'ma'aseh, between the seventh day, Shabbat, and the six work days every week, that's four. What strikes me about this passage, ha'pochet lo yivchot mishalosh v'hamosif lo yosif al sheva, he who would use less may include no fewer than three clauses of distinction, and he who would add may include no more than seven. What strikes me is the degree to which much of what we have inherited and treat today as fixed was once truly fluid. Once upon a time, the formula for the bracha of Havdalah was legitimately variable. With clear guidelines and a formulaic opening and closing, or chatimah, but without fixed content in between. The truth is, much of tefillah, much of our brachot and liturgy were originally far more fluid than they are today, and that's something that I think we would all do well to remember. Coming back to our daf though, in terms of our daf, this becomes significant at the top of kuf at amud aleph, when the status of the clause ben yom between Shabbat and the six days of work is examined. Is this truly just another clause of distinction or is this something else? The Gemara picks up with the word ivra, meaning actually this is what the truth is. So let's, let's look at that. 
Ivra, ben yom ha-shvi In truth, the phrase, the clause, ben yom ha-shvi between the seventh day, Shabbat, and the six days of work, six days of creation, that's not actually a clause of distinction. It is similar to the chatimah. It's similar to the closing. It's almost like a summary of it or a restatement of it. Ve'amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, and Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, the person who's making Havdalah needs to include a restatement, or in this case, a pre-statement of the Chatimah, some wording that's very similar to what the Chatimah is actually going to say, close to, meaning just before he actually closes the Bracha. So that's the first opinion that we're going to see in this Machloket. It's the opinion of Shmuel that within the Bracha of Havdalah, there has to be a pre-statement of the closing Chatimah before the Chatimah actually happens. Ufum beditai amri me'em p'tichatan samuch lechatimatan. But some Pumbeditan scholars, Pumbedita being one of the academies in ancient Bavel, they have a different opinion. They say me'em p'tichatan samuch lechatimatan. Actually, what has to be included near the Chatimah, meaning just before the closing of the Bracha of Havdalah, is a restatement, something very similar to actually the opening statement. So, according to this, either way, it is not actually a clause of distinction, at least not an independent one. Rather, it's a statement similar to the Chatimah, or concluding piece of the Bracha, which Shmuel says is required to precede the Chatimah, while the Pumbeditan scholars actually require a restatement of the opening just before the Chatimah. Well, for Havdalah, it doesn't seem to make much of a difference. After all, the opening statement is Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lechol, and the end is also and distinguishing between Shabbat and the six days of creation, the six days of work, is simply a restatement of Kodesh and Chol in different words. So our current, modern, regular Shabbat version of Havdalah seems to fulfill both Shmuel's requirement and the Pumbeditan's requirement. But the scholars wouldn't have disagreed if there wasn't what to disagree over. So the Gemara asks a beautiful and often very relevant question. My Benaihu. This is a technical term, often my ika benayu. What is the practical difference between these two opinions or versions? Literally, what is between them? What exists between them? And I have to say, this technical term has definitely found its way into my life beyond the Beit Midrash. I'll be driving with my wife, for instance, and she'll say that perhaps instead of buying groceries and then picking up the laundry, we should get the laundry first and then buy groceries. It will not dawn on me that there might be a reason, so I'll simply say... My What is the practical difference between the two? What does the order of our running errands matter? And my wife will ever so wisely respond, Milk If we get the groceries first, the milk might go bad while we're getting the laundry. And in this case as well, there's a very significant difference between the two. My What's the difference between the two? What's different between the two of them is an example when a Yom Tov comes at the end of Shabbat. Because in that case, the Chatimah, the way we close the Bracha of Havdalah is Ben Kodesh Lekodesh, God who makes distinctions between one form of holiness, Shabbat, and another, actually lesser form of holiness, Yom Tov. It's not Hamavdil Ben Kodesh Lechol, it's Ben Kodesh Lekodesh. The Gemara is pointing out that when Shabbat ends simultaneously with the beginning of Yom Tov, the Chatimah of Havdalah is simply different, Ben Kodesh Lekodesh. In such a case, including just before the Chatimah, the clause, Ben Yom Ashvi'i Lesheshi Imei 
fulfills the Pumbeditan requirement to restate in the same or similar words the opening before the Chatimah, but it does not fulfill Shmuel's requirement to pre-state the Chatimah with something similar just before it. Ika Beinaihu. There is a difference between the two opinions, even if it didn't seem to be the case at first. I think this is the Gemara's way of telling us to examine the details closely, because the essence of this disagreement would otherwise have been very easy to miss. But the rabbis of the Gemara never, or at least very rarely, disagree without there being a substantive question they are disagreeing over. It's our job, as students of the Talmud, though, to ask, my ikabeinaihu, what is the practical difference between the two, and to make sure that we know what this is, what the distinction is, and why it matters. My ikabeinaihu, what is the practical difference between the two? One of the favorite questions that I have that the Gemara ever asks. Thank you so much for studying with me today in Yishar Koach. I hope you enjoyed today's daily daf differently, and I look forward to sharing more of Masachet Psachim with you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.